This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Playoff Monday. Can't wait to yeah. talk about this game all week long, and uh, should be a lot of fun. And of course, our uh, Steelers Nation coverage of the Steelers playoffs is presented by FedEx and Ford. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, yesterday was weird. Very. Because I came out of that game, and I'm, I'm sitting here right, and, and you know, the general feeling. I know the Steelers lost the football game. But I really felt like uh, felt more like a win. I thought the same thing. You know, like everything I wanted out of that game, and some of it I wanted as the game went along, all really worked out. It was kind of like the perfect yeah. day without the W. You got through it without any any injuries. Right. Mason Rudolph looked like an NFL quarterback. Yep, those were two of the big ones for me. They ran the football somewhat yeah, effectively. Yeah, yeah better. Um, some they the made plays down well. the field. You know, yeah, yeah. they some got they the did guys. what we said. Feature Chase Claypool yeah, in that, that was game. A good move by you. Yeah. <laughs> And then the other one, and as I was watching it, you realized it was going to come to fruition, which is why the W wouldn't have been so great. If I could pick any team in the playoffs to play in round one, it'd be this one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I think that sets up real well for. Next I mean, if you if you look at it, um, and I I, I, look, I started looking this up today for something I'm I'm writing. The only quarterback in the AFC playoffs who does not have any any playoff experience is Baker Mayfield. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but that that's definitely true, right? And it's different. He's a highly and he's a high strung right, guy to begin right. with. He's going to come out. He's going to be all juiced walls. up. Right, right, right. He's going to end up making a mistake. Probably overthrow a ball, and there's Minka waiting for. It. It's going to be. I don't expect this game to be close. I don't either. I mean, I, I think it sets up really well. Steelers JV squad took them to the limit. I mean, took them ten rounds. It was very Browns like. I mean, I'm sitting there it, when they when Joel Batonio they had a fourth and one. In their own territory, it's like the forty-yard line. Mm-hmm. It's fourth and one, and they were going to go for it. Yes, and then Batonio false started. That's right. Um, and it was a one-score game at that point. I'm like, the Browns are Browning here. They're they're they they're, yeah. they're choking. This yep. is and they and they damn near did. They damn near did. They, yeah, twice. Yeah. Twice they give up the touchdown, mm-hmm. and then on the onside kick, <laughs> that was that was very, dicey. Right. Very that was dicey. dicey. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. 
there is. I mean, I'm not bashing the Browns. I'm. I plan on saying a lot yeah, of good, good things them. about them this yeah. week. I mean, but I feel like they accomplished their goal. I think feel yeah. like the teams have different goals. You know, one is to win it all. One was to get to the postseason and take that first step. It's been forever for them, and the world's a better place when the Brown fans have, are not just talking about all the. The, all the quarterback names on jerseys and <laughs> the laughing stock. So good. I'm glad that they're a, a legit team and they're one of the best seven teams in the AFC. But that's who I want to play, you know, especially with the defensive full strength and the pressure they're going to put on Mayfield. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, again, they got to, they, in, in two games against Mayfield this year, the Steelers sacked him eight times. Uh-huh. They hit him, I believe, 13 times. In two games with that offensive line, I mean the the Browns' offensive line is good, very good, yeah. and yeah, it's just not against the Steelers because I don't I don't know that any offensive line is necessarily good against the Steelers. No, I think you're right. I just think that their their pass rush, even without Bud, is to the point where it just gets it gets theirs every week. Yeah, and that was I mean? the other thing that I took out of that game. Like Highsmith had legit pressures. He looks like and, a player. And sacks. Yeah, and that's working against. They're they're starting like last week. Oh, yeah, against, last week against the the, the Colts, mm-hmm. it was a backup. It was a backup, mm-hmm. and then a backup to the backup. Right, right, right. You know, in this in this instance, that's the that's their left tackle. That's, that's a guy tackle. they took in the first round, who's who's supposed to be one of the best guys in, in the yeah. in the draft this year. That they're very happy with, and yeah. had a very good rookie year. And he was beating him. He was. Highsmith, I mean, I didn't know as much as I should have about him when the Steelers picked him, but I shook my head a little bit, going, "Ah, that's not." That's not sexy. Like when they made the pick, and yeah. then I went back and watched him more, and thought he's gonna red shirt. He has some, you know, needs to get stronger. He's far exceeded my expectations. Like now, I'm pretty confident. Like this defense can overcome the loss of Bud. I mean, it's not ideal, but yeah, not he's gonna, not Bud, but he's not Bud, yeah. but he's pretty darn good, and he would start for any team out there, and he'll be a nice compliment to TJ for the next couple of years. And he gets better every time I watch him. Yeah, the Browns would kill to have him right now. Be, sure. With, with Olivia sure. Vernon, uh, if you haven't heard the news on that yet, torn Achilles tendon. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't think he was going to be available for this game. Now he may not be available to start next year. He's going to be a free agent. Oh, I didn't realize he was a free agent. Yeah. Um, he, and he was, if you look at it, he had no sacks in the first six games of this season. Okay. Um, finished the year with nine. Wow. Including one yesterday, he yeah, was yeah. he Came was their best defensive player down the stretch. He's really good because Miles, yeah, yeah, Miles Garrett was not playing is is not playing well. It seems like it's post COVID with him too, and I'm not. There's some of that. It, I was I was actually watching um, when I went to Cleveland Saturday night, and I, I went across the street. There was a right next to the, my hotel. There was a, a restaurant there, and I, I just happened to go over to get some food. And as I was sitting there, they were showing the the Ravens. Browns game on on TV the one mm, that, okay. the, 40, the one with a million points yeah. yeah and if you remember he got hurt in that game mm, I do it now like bring it, it up, was a, it was a kind of a, a, a hyper extension of his arm yeah and I just wonder if that's if that's bothering him a little bit because in the last five yeah the last five games he had two and a half sacks mm-hmm. for you know that works out to an eight sack season which is which isn't what is he fine is. but that's right, not right. what he is that's not what he is and, and he didn't really he affect the game at all yesterday no right and. Actually, Claiborne, I think, gave Al more problems yeah. than Garrett. You know, I mean, and he's not a bad player. I mean, he can, he's a uh, more of a rotation guy. You know, he's a little up in the long in the tooth, too. So, I mean, he's an okay, you know, replacement. But um, you're right. Vernon was, is a big loss for them. I mean, he's a real good edge setter. He's played a ton of snaps over his career. I mean, he's always a high yeah. volume guy. 
And and if Garrett's down, I mean, I know Ward comes back. He's their second-best defensive player. And I've always kind of looked at their defense like they have two stars, rest of the D-line's and good, a bunch of jags. and then a bunch of scrubs. Yeah. You know, right. And now you're missing a couple of those guys, and if Garrett's not the same, that's problematic. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I, I mean, to me, that's a huge loss for them. Yeah, it is. Uh, and we'll see. I, I, we'll see what happens with Donovan Peoples-Jones as well. Uh, he suffered a concussion in that game oh, yesterday. Right, and he's yeah. their number three receiver. And he's done And their punt good returner. And, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, they're light on receivers. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that definitely hurts them as well. Uh, that's why, you know, f- to me, the Steelers getting through that thing injury-free. Um, it's huge. It's huge. And rested. That, I mean, yeah, that, was the, that was the main goal. Yeah, without um, question. You know, winning that game as much as Mike Tomlin said, you know, we played just to win it and all that stuff. You really didn't. <laughs> Not the right. Everyone tried their hardest on every snap. Yeah. Of course, the guys who were out there were trying. It wasn't like of they course. said, "Oh, we're just going to let this happen." No. no, but and you did some. You showed some Dobbs wrinkles and some things to produce offense, and you game plan for them, obviously. And it wasn't a a preseason, you know, uh, environment, but. From what I saw, it looked like some of the backup linemen were warming up. On they the were, side yeah, lines. right before yeah. the before the Claypool touchdown, before they converted the fourth the fourth down on the pass to uh, Deontay Johnson uh, to keep that drive going. When it was twenty four to nine, those offensive linemen Castro's were warming up. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, which is fine. I mean, it wasn't. I don't know if you watched the Eagles game last night. Yeah, that was an embarrassment trying to lose. It wasn't like that. I see. I, I to me. It's not like Jalen Hurts was playing well. No, he was not. He really wasn't. So, you know, I, the, the 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 yelling and screaming come at, coming out of New York over that one. You know what? Well, you, you don't go six game. and ten, and then you, and then you know, then you don't have to worry about it. No. It's not like the. It's not like you were bo- you were ten and six, and in in Washington was eleven and five or mm-hmm. something like that. And, oh man, we just missed out. No, no, you won six yeah. games. Yeah. You won six games. You yeah, you got what you deserved. I didn't care at all about the Giants' angle. I maybe it just rubbed me wrong. I was watching that game, just thinking, I'm not sure the the integrity of the game is in place here for this. That Philly has any intentions, or, like they're trying to lose, but. I don't know. It rubbed me wrong, and a lot of it was just watching the the faces on the Eagles linemen and Hurts, and you know nobody was thrilled with the decision. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, but they did go for it. They gave Hurts a chance mm-hmm. to put them ahead. Yeah, when they went for it on fourth down, fourth and goal, and and didn't do it. I mean, mm-hmm. if they score that touchdown there, they might win the game. No, they might. I mean, they could have been the better team. Yeah, and that's kind of my point almost. Anyway, the Steelers weren't in that situation, obviously. Um, and they almost did win the game. Yeah. I mean, they, that really was awfully close to knocking the Brownies out, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, I, I get, you could make the argument that Chase Claypool was interfered with on that mm-hmm. on, the, on the two-point conversion. Um, if you see the Browns go back and watch the Browns run on first down when they got the ball back after the onside kick. Vince Williams got tackled in the backfield. Really? Just completely yanked down. as He shot through and was going to have a stop in a tackle for a loss, or at least it was not going to be an eight-yard gain, Mm -hmm. which is what it turned into. Make him change direction, change path. Um, And he just got tackled in the backfield. Just just completely yanked down. Okay. Is he okay? Yeah. Okay, I thought. I mean, I thought Coach Tomlin said that there's no injury concerns, but he didn't really play much the second half. Yeah, I mean, they were you know taking it easy. The they, they were, <laughs> right, right. You know, two it wasn't out there a lot. They mm-hmm. pulled the cornerbacks. They you know. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. one point, I looked out there, and the only starting defensive uh, player on the field when the Browns were kind of driving down the field, um, 
I think it was before their their well, they ended up punting and I think in that situation. But the only the only Steelers uh, starter still in the field was Minka Fitzpatrick. Just kind of deep middle, and he's yeah, he's he's twenty five yards down the field. Like mm-hmm. he's okay. You just make sure nothing gets over your head. If yeah, you know, keep everybody on their same page. Yeah, and, you know, help call the defense. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, really, I mean, if you think about it, the, the, it him and Tuit are really the only two that played serious snaps that are true starters. Yeah, you know, from you know from opening day. Yeah, so I mean, they, you, they know, guys well. you look at that, and you still gave up twenty four points. And right, the, you know the Browns had they can complain all they want about well we didn't have our defensive guys. You had your offense. That's as good as your offense. That's your yes, offense, right, Eric. Because right. you know that was when the Steelers beat them thirty eight to seven earlier in the year. Well, they didn't have Nick Chubb in that game. Well, you had Nick Chubb in this game, and he did good things. Obviously, he did good but, things, right, but. Yeah. The offense. You still scored 24 points. Yeah. And to me, that might be the most encouraging thing. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about the Rudolph performance. He showed he belonged, as you mentioned. Um, but I think the defense, keeping them as in tow as they did with the players the Steelers had, and I, I thought they shut down the run game reasonably well. I mean, it's a different standard. The Steelers would kill to run that well. you know. But I right. mean, as well as the Browns can run. I thought the Steelers did a pretty decent job against their running game. One long run aside, obviously, yeah. which was you know ugly. But yeah, I think Hunt had uh, ten carries for thirty-seven yards. Is that it? Um, which again, if you hold the hold a, a lead back to three point seven per carry, mm-hmm. you're doing okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know uh, they they run the ball very Chubb well. Chubb broke off that long run, and he's he's a problem. And then Mayfield had that twenty-six yard scramble, and Marcus Allen allowed him to escape out of the mm-hmm. out of the back. Mayfield but, did make some plays with his feet. I yeah. give him credit. But yeah. overall, I, I didn't think. Overall, I mean, I, I don't think their offense. If they get the, I, I run this by if with Cam and Watt and all those guys, if they get the same performance from the defense this week, I still think they win. Yeah, and I bet it's better. You know yeah, I, I mean, you know, what I mean? The side, not, the Mayfield's be not going to escape those. He's not going to have the escape lanes no. that he normally would have. He's he, definitely he going to get hit more. Yeah, he's going to get hit more. Right. They'll stop the. They they won't give up that that long touchdown run to Chubb. I mean, that's not been Probably an issue. Probably not. I mean, I mean that was right move. through where T.J. Where T. Watt would normally be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when he gets in the open field, he's very dangerous. Right. That's what you can't have. But I don't think people are going to be moving Cam Hayward off the line of scrimmage particularly well either. No. You know? I mean, in Alu-Alu and Tuit and those guys. So, no, I think the defense sets up well against these guys. Yeah, so it, it's going to be interesting. We'll see how this goes. We'll see who gets back for this game. Both teams dealing with some COVID issues. True. Um you know, and I I don't know because Ward's of that. eligible, right? I don't know that he's going to be because really? I thought he was eligible if he was healthy. Well, here's the thing: he has to be on the list. He tested positive, so he has to be mm-hmm. on the list for ten straight days. Mm-hmm. That would bring him off the list on Sunday. Would be his day back, his okay. first day back. Are you going to throw him out there in a playoff game when he hasn't practiced no, in he ten days? Done anything. He, he hasn't can't done anything. Do anything yeah, right. he can't do anything. Are you just going to say, "Well, you're back, so we're going to throw you in the game"? You mm-hmm. tested it. You tested negative this morning. That's his now. He may day. want that, right? And they still might do it. They so might he's do the best it, guy. But how good is he going to be? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what is he having symptoms right now. We don't know. They're going to say how sick was he too? Yeah. Is what I was about to say is, is he worn? Some of these guys, even these great athletes, have said, "Yeah, it kicked my butt. I was really worn down, and it took me a while to get back to normal." And you know, who knows? Yeah, you just, I mean... Or is that, he still would, having any symptoms? Yeah, people are asking, every week I get asked about this guy or that guy. That guy's on right, I, I right. don't know. Nobody knows. I'm not a doctor. And then Hayden's the obvious one to talk and, about and as well. And the teams, they you know, they aren't permitted to say, yeah, well, he's having, he's experiencing some... They don't even tell you if he's positive or not. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, finding that stuff out is, is mm-hmm. you know, a state secret. So, 
Who we don't knows? even know what day exactly Hayden tested positive, right? Well, he went I on the got... he went on the COVID list what last Friday. Okay. So I think it's that that's when the clock starts ticking. Oh, okay. So it's ten days from the minute you go on. Yeah. Okay. So he's out. He's out. Yeah, he yeah, will not he, play this week. Out. Now Ebron and Cassius Marsh were close contacts, mm-hmm. but even that doesn't tell you. That doesn't tell you, right. Because you could be a, a close contact, test negative for four straight days, and on that fifth day when you have, you know, you, they test you again, oh, here you are, you're positive. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And then that you know, that changes everything. So it's, if everything it's a virus. goes swimmingly, they'll be back. Yeah, it's not right. like you, you turn purple that. or something like that. Went, oh, he's got the virus. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> right, right. And again, I mean, who knows how sick some of these guys are, too. You know, I mean, how are they feeling? And, yeah. You know, playing football is not easy. It is not. No, it's very taxing <laughs> on the body. Uh, our SNR coverage of the Steelers playoffs is presented by FedEx and Ford. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Our SNR coverage of the Steelers playoffs is presented by FedEx and Ford. And, uh, Matt, uh, let's talk about young Mason Rudolph and, and right, his yeah. performance uh, from yesterday. Uh, because there were a lot of people that were down on Mason Rudolph. And as I pointed, oh, yeah. as I pointed out in, in my preview of this game, you know, Prior to this, the game in Cleveland last year, uh, Mason Rudolph had 11 touchdown passes and four interceptions going into that game. Mm-hmm. He had a 93 passer rating going into that game. Yeah, you'll take that. And then suddenly after those two starts, the one in Cleveland and then the, the one the next week in Cincinnati when he gets benched, the narrative on his season changed 100%. Like suddenly he right, right. he stunk he's, all he's season horrible, long. He right. was awful. How he's not an NFL quarterback. Yeah. And here all off season too. Yeah, you know, they should sign Mariota or Winston or you know. These guys don't grow. I mean, they cost money. They cost money, for yeah. One thing. Um and you're selling him short. Yeah. Um he had a 47-yard completion. He had a pair of 41-yard completions, one of which came on a uh, third and 11. Um, he had a, the second one came on a third and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he converted a fourth and ten play for a twenty-eight yard touchdown pass. He had a third and nine that he com- converted with a twenty-six yard pass. He had he a made plays. Yeah, he had yeah. a third and ten that he converted. I mean, he he, he was convert. They were eight of seventeen on third downs yeah. in that game, and some long ones, and some long ones. They yeah, were yeah. he was attacking down the field. Um, you know, he his his average in, in uh, if if you look at the next gen stats, um, his average intended air yards yesterday was eleven yards per pass attempt. That was Good. better than Josh Allen had. Yeah, right. And Josh That's Allen was slinging it all over the field <laughs> against the Dolphins. <laughs> sure. 
Um, I, I thought he was really good. I thought he was really good. I mean, that was better than what I was hoping. You know, I mean, I was, I was yeah. hoping he looked fine and, you know, maybe he can be a long-term backup. I thought he exceeded those expectations. He had some low moments and he missed a couple throws here and there. Most quarterbacks do through the course of 60 yeah. minutes. You know, that's the way it happens. And he started, you know, he started a little slowly, which, he did. again, it was to be expected. He hadn't seen any playing time, mm-hmm. meaningful playing time in over a year. No, that's true. The offense did sputter a little beginning. I thought the ball came out of his hands well. I thought he threw with, threw with good touch. I thought he moved around the pocket well. He was well. decisive. Decisive. Yeah. Used his feet pretty well. Kept his, his, his uh, eyes downfield and wasn't afraid to take a hit or crumbling in the pocket and... It really looked like he belonged. I mean, I'm not suggesting he's the next Ben Roethlisberger no, or anything no. like that. I mean, that bar, he's a third-round pick, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. He's hes at least, again, uh, the question we were asked all all, all last offseason, are the Steelers going to go get a veteran backup? That even lasted, lingered into the start of the season. Right, Steelers right, need right. to go get a veteran backup. Stop it. Stop it, right, right. <laughs> that should end that. I mean, frankly, I'm not sure that he's – Worse, I mean, it's just one game. I'm not saying he's even worse than Dalton or Winston or uh, the the guy who Chase came. Daniel the guy or, who came to mind for me is is he worse than Jared Goff? <laughs> Goff's. I mean the 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 unevenness, the uneven performances that you get out of Jared Goff. If you protect him, Jared yeah. Goff's great. If you don't protect him, frankly, the guy they're playing is kind of like that too. Yeah, you know, I mean, field has a lot of those tendencies too. And you know, so I think there. You know, when when I wrote in the off season that Mason Rudolph is a top ten backup or top ten ish backup mm-hmm. in the league, and I got I got crushed. Oh, uh, oh, you're out of your mind. What are you talking about? He's he's the worst. Yeah, is he? No, <laughs> I mean I think he's in the top half for sure. And that's always a hard exercise because who's the backup in Miami? You know, right. you know some of the ones where you draft a guy high or whatever. You know, but either way you look at it, I mean, I think Chase Daniels making what like ten million a year or eight million a year, yeah. and he has forever, and he sees the field for five snaps a year. I think Rudolph can have every bit of that type of career and be a long-term backup wherever he ends up playing and get you out of games and start for a month and not kill you. And there's not many of them in the world. Chad Henney started a game yesterday yeah. for the Kansas City Chiefs. I recruited him. Um, he's old. Chad Henney's a guy that, that you know people mentioned. Well, they should get, you know, what about Chad Henney or this guy or that guy? 218 passing yards and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. The Matt Moores of the world. Yeah, that's what you – I mean, you know, you, you talk about Andy Dalton, 243 yards and threw, no touchdowns and interception. Yeah. You know, when he when he got cut loose, the Steelers should go sign Andy Dalton. You know how much that costs, though, too? Like, uh, C.J. Beathard started, you know. Yeah, right. The, I mean, Both the, those guys in, in San Francisco. These are guys who started games yesterday. Chris Streveler played. Did anybody watch Cardinals versus Rams? Yeah, I mean, you know. When those two weren't – when it was this time last week and it looked like – Okay, Goff broke his finger. I'm not sure who's going to play. And Kyler's getting over a really – he got banged up. I'm sitting there thinking, who are the Cardinals and Rams backups? Like, who are we even yeah. going to see? John Wolford. <laughs> right. You know, that's what you saw. 231. And he made a couple plays. Good for yeah. him. You know, right. But was he better than Mason Rudolph yesterday? I don't think so. The Rams would have rather played with Rudolph. I believe so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wolford oh, yeah. completed uh, 57% of his pass. No mm. touchdowns and an interception. But I think the biggest thing isn't necessarily – it is a good conversation to compare him to all the the 32 backups because, frankly, folks, 
There's only 10 good ones, really. I mean, there's like yeah. 40 good quarterbacks in the world right now. And most teams have... I don't even know if there's 40. I don't know if there's 40. And good to <laughs> stretch. Yeah. There um, might be 35 There might be 35 <laughs> And five of them are in college or retired. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, right? and, yeah, and six right. of them are starting every week, you know? Right. I mean, Mike Lennon started this week. And Mike Lennon started this week. We've seen some guys that are... Brandon down, Allen Brandon started. Brandon Allen. Yeah. They threw for, what, 48 yards? Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? As opposed to comparing him to the other backups... I think the the best thing to think about with Rudolph is he's getting better. That's the thing. That's the thing. You are allowed to get better. You're allowed to get better. And And I can tell you this um, because I've seen it. uh, The kid works hard. That's what everyone says. He's constantly throwing the football. He's Mm -hmm. constantly working with the receivers on the side. And it's hard to get reps. He goes out and gets his own quarterback coach in the offseason to work on his – footwork and things of that nature he's not sitting around on the couch all year long going i'm the backup and i'm happy with that no exactly and his feet it showed and actually he threw the ball better than i've ever seen him throw it too i mean just and he's never been a bad passer yeah you saw the deep I mean, when he came out of oklahoma state mm-hmm. the, you know the, the thing on him was well he doesn't have a super strong arm but he can th- he has a nice touch on the deep ball yeah he does right and we saw that, saw that. drop it yeah. in and yeah put it where it needs to be where ben hasn't had that touch on the right. deep ball i mean I'm sure Ben could throw the ball harder than Rudolph still, but I, I worry that he's lost some of that touch and you know being able to drop it where it needs to be and the the control of the football at the, right now. Yeah, as we watch a highlight here where he slides to his left, I mean, he gave that his kind guy of stuff was impressive. gave his guy a shot on right. a you know gave James Washington a, a chance to to catch a, a, a jump ball in the end zone one on one. Yeah, and he'll never be Lamar Jackson, but I've given him a hard time over the last couple of years of being a little statuesque in the pocket. He's he looked better than that yesterday. Yeah, he yeah, could I mean, move. Yeah, he, he ran away from pressure he, a couple times, yeah, and, and then he bought time. to your point, kept his eyes downfield and exactly. reset him, reset himself, and, and threw. Yep, and was tough and wasn't afraid to take a hit. And I mean, is he perfect? No, but he's getting better, and there's tools there to work with. I mean, uh, be, again, I mean, if if he gets to play that whole Jets game last year, maybe we thought of him this way every step of the way in the offseason. We didn't have to listen to that, but. I mean, he's the backup, folks. I mean, they're, is, they're not yeah. going to go get another one. They're, they're not. Uh, he's under contract uh, at, a, at a very reasonable price next year. Mm-hmm. Um, the, then it becomes a question. Then it I becomes mean, a question. Do you, do you resign then? him? Uh, mm-hmm. If you do resign him, what are you signing him to? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do, do you feel like, you know. And obviously number one did, quarterback. Did you, did you draft one this year? Right, and allow him to come in and compete with Rudolph next year for for the yeah for the for the number two job and then the number one job. I mean, what's mm-hmm. the what's the the long term yeah prognosis? The here? timeline will be interesting. But he is no worse and better than a lot of the guys that they ran out there throughout the eighties. Right. Yeah, that's one hundred percent true. I mean. Right, they, you they know, the David him, Woodleys right. and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. guys of that nature. No, you're right. I mean, pre-Ben, I mean, there was a pretty yeah. stretch between Neil and Ben. I mean, I, I saw some things there up. yesterday that, uh, you know, he throws a better deep ball than Neil O'Donnell ever did. Yeah, I'm a little rusty on my O'Donnell tape. I mean, I saw a lot of Neil O'Donnell. He took him to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Again, I think you can win with Mason Rudolph if you surround him with the. He's not to to use your analogy. He's not the 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 engine on the on the train. Right. I mean, he's. But he's you could win with him. I think. I mean, that might. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I feel like I'm getting a, giving him a little too much credit now because it was. It was well, a really I hear you. I mean, it's it's, I mean? it's it's one it, game. Yeah, it's one game. But I, I'm I'm looking back, you know, pre. Uh, you know, pre-Cleveland Mason Rudolph last year showed flashes here and there. 
and again was 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 winning games. Like I think they were four and two right. with with Mason Rudolph starting, and one of those was his first start against the San Francisco 49ers, who were a pretty damn good football team. Went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they were great defense too. Right. <laughs> and yeah. if and if James Conner doesn't fumble late in that game, they win it. And I'm convinced right now, 2020 Mason is much better than that Mason. Yeah. You know, I mean, again, he's put in a lot of work. He all that valuable time he got last year, understanding the speed of the game at this level, and you're not in the Big 12 anymore, like. I mean, this is really hypothetical, but if if the if Ben fell last year and you had this version of Rudolph for every snap since then, no duck involved, I bet they win ten games. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Because uh, to your point about seeing guys college open and those kind of things, I thought he he threaded the needle on some some yeah, tight he balls, pulled the trigger on, pulled the trigger on right. them, and threw the ball into some tight situations and and put it on the receivers. He did. Um, you know, they had a couple of early drops. Uh, otherwise, yeah. he, you know, yeah, there's a couple like, whoa, nice throw. Yeah, you know, I didn't know that that would would have come out a year ago. Probably wouldn't. Have. It probably wouldn't though. Yeah, out. he probably would have held the football and not thrown it. So uh-huh. I think I think there was some progress there, there and you can see why the Steelers um, have consistently said, "Look, we Mason's our our number two. Yeah, you know, Without he's the backup. Any hesitation yeah, or, right, and it's not just. I mean, the Rams might have been saying that about their guy or whatever too. Well, I'm sure they were, but, but yeah, the Steelers meant it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think the Dobbs conversation needs to be had too, because I thought that was a nice wrinkle. I think he has a a, a role. <sighs> See, I was asked that, and, and and somebody said, "Well, can't they can't they use Dobbs moving forward?" Well, Rudolph's your number two. Yes. See, that's why I want. And to he has right. to be the number two on game days because if Ben falls. You don't want Dobbs taking. Him no, you, you no, especially in the playoffs. You're not going <laughs> to turn th- you're not going to turn things over to to Dobbs in the playoffs. Right. So Rudolph, um, of course, has to be active on game day. But here's the problem: if you make then Dobbs active on game days, mm-hmm. now you've now you've taken another special teams guy out of the equation. Because, oh yeah, you're killing you Danny know, Smith when, with that. When New Orleans does that, Taysom Hill plays special teams. He's the he's the punt protector, yeah. and he does all those. He things. He can right. do some of those things for you. You're not going to do that with Dobbs, and Dobbs isn't going to play near as many snaps as Hill does on offense. Yeah, so you, you take your three specialists, mm-hmm. three backup offensive linemen. So that's six. Three backup defensive linemen. Now yes. you're up to nine players. Right, right, right. Um, now your your linebackers, of course, are all guys who play special teams in your, in your corners. Your safeties and defensive but backs. But your right. wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So take another. Uh, I mean, do you want to sit Ray Ray with Cloud for Dobbs? You're not, you're not sending them down there to run down on their, under kicks or something right. like that. Um, so let's say, you know, you've got. Okay, you can use Claypool in that regard, but you can't use. You're not using Juju Smith-Schuster to run down under kicks. You're no, not using Deontay, Deontay Johnson or James. Not you know, Washington. Um, you know you, the numbers start getting thin. They get real thin. Yeah, and then you're and then you got issues unless you want to have an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman running down the cover kicks. And Mondo kind of Mondo kind of does that, but that's right. not ideal. That's not ideal, right? No, you're 100 right in terms of putting 11 quality bodies out there on kicks and punts. Especially and you get things. a couple guys hurt, and if, and people are yeah. get hurt, and right. Um, you know, a lot of defensive packages where you want six defensive backs, and what if one's out? You need that seventh guy to step up, and all these things. You know, and it, it, I think it's worth kind of talking about just because. I think it was nice to put it on tape. That's what I was going to say. Because you, I guarantee you, the Browns, the Browns are, are preparing for it this year, yeah, this they week. Think they're going to see it, or at least have to prepare for. So it. So at least they spend fifteen minutes during practice this week. Okay, if they bring Dobbs into the game and, mm-hmm. and they run this outside zone option stuff again, here's what we got to do. But then they're not protecting against Ben football. You know, yeah. right? I don't know if Ben would object. You know, like Breeze doesn't. 
I'm not taking him off the field for, you know, it's it's third and four, right. and you bring Dobbs into the game. Well, you know he's probably going to run the football. Why not just leave Roethlisberger in the game and, and go, you know. My, my only th- reservations against what you just said there is they've been so bad in short yardage, third and fourth and one. That's the only time I'd ever trot him out there. But here's the thing. They're bad he, They're bad in those, sh- in those short yardage situations with Benny Snell. Or Anthony McFarland. Yeah. If James if James Conner is running those plays, Hopefully I'm perfectly fine with James Conner running those plays, mm-hmm. as opposed to gadgeting it up and right. not having Ben take the snap. Yeah. And you're not. I trust that Conner Conner will know, get right. the first down on third and one. Yeah. I, there's a lot of things I want to mention now. I mean, I think it's so clear, and I'm not a big James Conner fan, but he's so much better. He's than the, the other he's backs. their yeah. He's, he's clearly so their better guy. Better. Those other guys are they need to back this offseason. There's, there's no it's doubt bad. about it. Yeah. And then, you know, I was also thinking about roster space and game day. One of the reasons they ran the ball better, and this isn't a knock on Ebron, Raiders out there blocking. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's nice to have And you're an playing just guy. Vance McDonald out there blocking. Right. You know. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind having Raider active on game day and have three tight ends dressed because he will help on special teams. But then you're short somewhere else, you know. Yeah, and that's the pro- you know, somebody asked me there. about that today on my chat, and they said, well, what about, uh, you know, instead of dressing Samuels, dressing Raider? I'm fine seeing Samuels out, to be honest. But here's the thing. But what if Connor gets What if Connor gets right, hurt? Right. Now you're now who's your who, you, you have know. no receiver at all at the right. position, right? Nobody you trust to pick up a blitz. And you, yeah, right. you you want to go to your hurry up package and then who's your back? Mm-hmm. Is you're it, down eight yeah. with two minutes in the in the left in the game and you don't trust you don't want Snell out there and you don't trust That's you, why you, you need to go empty. That's why you, know. you need a back. Oh well that's right, you need a back, right? <laughs> <laughs> we keep going back to this. Yeah. You need to find somebody at that position. And it's way too early to talk about it, but watching these these college games, I would consider a Najee Harris or a, an ATN in the first round, maybe. I mean, yeah. I need to do a lot more draft research, but this team with somebody like that on it. I mean, it goes talking. back to our, our Chubb conversation. Yeah. You right. know, there were a couple times yesterday where the Steelers had him in the backfield, mm-hmm. stopped. Yeah. And he ends, he ends up turning into a, you know, a five yard gain Decent out of game. nothing. Yeah. yeah. Positive play. And Connor does that way more than the other two on the team than any other one. But his team, his but turning it into a positive play. Okay, I'm 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 stopped in the backfield and I get two yards mm-hmm. or one yard, not seven. Or <laughs> it's it's a it's really well blocked and he still gets seven. Yeah, where Chubb's still running. Chubb's yeah, <laughs> Chubb's running the daylight. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean that's what they they just don't have anybody with that top gear. They don't with a lot of juice. Yeah. But he's way better than the other two. It's I mean, not even sometimes close. you forget about it when he's out three or four games yeah. and you realize how bad that position is. But yeah, they need it back. Yeah, um, but uh, again, getting back to our initial conversation, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Mason Rudolph to me is—he's not your obvious heir apparent to Ben Roethlisberger, no. but his hat is in the ring. Mm-hmm. I, I think so, and and you're going to look. You're going to look to you know. He at least gives you a bridge, maybe if, if it comes to that right, situation right, right. where okay, you, you're not in a position this year to get a guy to get somebody that you really like. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we'll, you know, we we have Mason here. Then you bring in the veteran backup if if Roethlisberger retires. He could be your Fitzpatrick. Yeah, you know what I mean, and and uh, see when the guy's ready or whatever. Yeah, and there's value to that. And you know, I let's assume Ben comes back. I would imagine there's not a new quarterback on the roster at camp. 
I would probably draft another one just to, would you? just to, again throw throw another hat into the ring. You're talking like a fourth rounder type. Yeah, yeah it yeah, wouldn't yeah. Ha- wouldn't doesn't have to be a first round guy, but I would you know just keep because you got to keep trying every couple of years. The thing every, is, if you hit on them, right now you've now you've got something. If you get Dak Prescott in the in the fourth round, you, Russell you, Wilson, or, yeah. yeah, right. I mean, all your problems are solved forever, right. and you have no money invested. I mean, that's the there's a theory you should draft one every year. You know, like yeah. the Packers used to do that, even when they had Brett Favre. You know, they I mean, if he's if he's good enough to push uh, Dobbs off the roster, okay. Yeah, yeah, you could trade Dobbs for a six round pick again, or yeah. something, pick him <laughs> back up. Yeah, you know. yeah. I, I guess I wouldn't object to that. I mean, I don't think this is this the off season. You look for the heir apparent, unless you have a high grade right. on somebody, and, you're and they fall, and you know, Aaron Rodgers falls into your lap. Yeah, and you take him. Yeah, you know, if you love Mac, what's his face from the uh, Mac Jones or whoever it is. And he's there. You take him. Sure, you never turn your nose up at him. But I would think this will be the quarterback room next year, and then the year after, maybe it is a first round pick who's not quite ready, and Rudolph starts game one. Yeah, and I'm like I, I'm comfortable with that strategy. Or maybe you trade for somebody or add somebody. Who knows? I mean, but it's a lot of time between now and then. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, our SNR coverage of the Steelers playoffs is presented by FedEx and Ford. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Our SNN coverage of the Steelers playoffs is presented by FedEx and Ford. And Matt, I want to play a little game here with you. I'm going to roll oh, okay. through some roll through some names here on the Steelers roster, and I want you to grade their season, hmm, whole season, okay, this, to this point. And we'll start with the obvious. That would be Ben Roethlisberger coming back off the injury. The big question: Could he get through all 16 games? Well, obviously, yeah. he didn't play the last one, but he did play a full season. Uh, 33 touchdown passes, 10 interceptions, uh, 3,800 passing yards. How would you grade his season? He's not an easy one because there was a stretch. I thought that if we if we're talking about games, this in like in week ten, we're going to say an A. Right, exactly. Like I really want to be sixteen games worth here, not just right. What'd you do for me lately? And would it be much different if it was two weeks ago? If we didn't see that last, you know, obviously that last half against the Colts was going to carry a lot of weight. That's the last time we saw him play. Twelve and three record as a starter 12 this year. Twelve and three record. He played the whole year. <laughs> Where would they be without him? You know, I mean, that's we saw that the year before. It would not have been eight and eight this year without him. I don't think. You know, I mean, I'm gonna give him a B. You know, I, mean, I still I'm not gonna say there's limitations, but there are concerns. You know, with his style. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, how about uh, Juju Smith-Schuster? Ninety-seven catches, eight hundred and thirty-one yards, nine touchdown catches. The ninety-seven catches and nine touchdowns are both top ten in the league. Yeah, right. I mean, it it, it actually shocked me yesterday when. They said, boy, he's three catches away from 100. I was like, wow. But I guess that adds up. He's been there every step of the way. He's been a very good player. I don't think he's a great player. You know, I mean, there's so many good receivers around the league, and I don't think he's in that tier. Uh, I think he's a two. I think he's a – but had probably a better year than any of us give him credit for. He he did the job and played hard. B+. Okay. Deontay Johnson, 88 catches, 823 yards, seven touchdowns. I'm going to go A- minus because of the drops. I think he's their best receiver. I think he's their number one. They treat him that way. 
best route runner, extremely bright future. I mean, he missed about two and a half games and finished with 88 catches. I mean, how many times was he in and out of the lineup during that stretch, too, or questionable and overcame those things? The drops you can't ignore. I'm yeah. going to give him an A-. minus. Okay. Uh, how about uh, Chase Claypool with 62 catches for 873 yards, nine touchdowns, 11 touchdowns overall? I guess I'm not sure what scale I'm grading on because I'm going to give him an A, even though I think Deontay's the best receiver on the team. Yeah. Because he's a rookie. And he was a difference maker as a rookie. He's a massive difference maker. He's a great downfield threat. He can block a little. I mean, he's got massive upside. And I think you kind of have to draw, you know, grade rookies a little differently. I mean, he came in and made a huge impact and is still doing it. And yesterday made that even better. I mean, what more could you ask for when you took him in the second round? Yeah. This was a tougher one. Eric Ebron, 56 catches, 558 yards, five touchdowns. Couldn't block you or me. Yeah, I can't block himself. But that's not. But that's what he is. Yeah, you. you br- like, I remember when we were talking about what what are your expectations for Ebron coming into the season. I thought, well, if he gets to fifty catches, he'll have had a pretty good season. Mm-hmm. Well, he got to fifty six, and he does good things. I mean, he's a matchup problem. You know, you get him on a linebacker. Another thing about Ben, he's great about finding the one on ones and the yeah. matchup. He's better than that than ever. And Ebron's a big part of that. I mean, you get him on a Vince Williams, Avery Williamson type. He's going to end up with eight catches for 90 yards that day, and you're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he almost – if he had WR next to his name, it would just make a lot more sense. Yeah, you know? right. That's I hear really you. really the hot yeah. style that he is. Is there, any, is there really any difference between him and Chase Claypool? Where they line up, but you yeah. know, in terms of they walked in the room and what they do and how well they block, not much different, no. Yeah, I hear you. I'm going to go B-minus, though. Okay. This yeah, is, he's had a drop or two as well, but yeah. that's who he is. This is a tougher one. James Conner. 721 rushing yards. Um, he had six rushing touchdowns. C+. Plus. He also had 35 catches for 215 yards. Yeah. And we just said last segment, he's so much better than the other guys. Yeah. You definitely want him on the field as opposed to the other guys. He just can't stay healthy. Yeah. The reliability there, factor, you can't. And to me, the biggest issue with the health stuff is are the times where – you play him and he gets hurt in the first quarter and then he's not available the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That right. to me is the like okay, guys are going to get hurt. Sure. But that it, happens a lot with him. Yeah, yeah I mean right. it's just there, there's probably 10 games in his career where he starts the game and then he's leaving in midway through the first quarter or in the second mm-hmm. quarter. At some point in the game he's not available. Yeah. And, and that just happens too often. In yeah. And, you know, right. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And I mean, even if he—I mean, he's never going to be an A. I mean, we could easily name 15 backs that are better than him, but he—they are much better when he's out there and he's at his best. And I think that's where he's at right now. But I mean, would you just run him to the wheels come off in the playoffs in terms of snap count? Yeah, because there's no tomorrow. So. There's no tomorrow. You're yeah. not going to resign. I mean, who cares about you know saving them for anything? I think you use him up like crazy these these next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know you can't afford to lose him, but if you if you don't have him, you can't win. Right. Like if the other guys are on the field, I don't think that's a that, that's not a positive. I mean, if you're winning by 14 in the fourth quarter, that's he different. May not yeah. be my closer, but yeah. uh, if it's a three point game in the fourth quarter, he's out there every snap. Yeah, I agree. And he's I not agree. Lev Bell. I mean, I mean yeah. by any stretch, but he's. The best they got. I mean, he, he's averaging 4.3 yards a carry, and Benny Stavage is 3.3 yards a carry. Mm-hmm. That's and a he, full yard difference. 
I didn't realize it was that strong. And it doesn't get inflated with those chub 80-yard runs. No. You know, that can really inflate a, a yards per carry attempt. I mean, he can break off some chunk runs, but he's not taking it out. Yeah. Uh, real quick through some of the defensive guys here. Minka Fitzpatrick. A. Okay. How about Vince Williams? I think he's a better coverage player than he used to be. I think he's Yesterday wasn't about his it. finest moment. I thought he yeah. kind of looked slow and was coming back. I don't know how well he, he you know, but uh, especially if Bush is out there, I think his grade would be a lot different than if he's the every down. He'd be asked to do different you know things, I mean? yeah, to no fault of his own. But if he's playing next to Bush, you're fine there. If not, you know, better than fine. Yeah, I'm not going to bother with T.J. Watt when no, you know what that grade is. Plus, right. um, how about uh, let's look at some other guys here, uh, Terrell Edmonds. Do you think him being inactive was kind of a statement to Steeler fans that hey, this guy's really good? You no, he had a show, he had legit shoulder. Oh, injury. okay, I didn't realize. So he yeah, I mean, if so it would if it had been a playoff game, he's he probably he's out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he never misses any time. But there's no reason to play him in that game when he's you know let him get healed up. B plus. Yeah, I think he's been pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, I don't see many mistakes. Like his name doesn't get mentioned a lot, but that's a compliment as well as a little bit of a detriment. You know? Yeah. How about the corners, Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson? We'll, get, we'll group them together. I thought Nelson was better last year. I thought he got better as the season went on this year. Agreed. I think Hayden's pretty much a constant. You know, I keep yeah. wondering when's he going to lose a step, when's he going to start getting beat deep. That really isn't happening. Yeah, I mean, he's smart enough to know yeah. the read receivers, the routes, and all that kind of I'd stuff. i give them both a B. Um, how and about – yeah, nice. I mean, if Sutton's a good player. Sutton Hilton's been mm-hmm. been good all year. But that's gonna be a dilemma in the offseason. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, let's look at the uh, let's let's we'll we'll keep uh, Hayward and Tua together as well. And Lua Lou. Hmm. A. Yeah, I mean that that group's been yeah, I mean pretty consistent. I wish Tua were a little more consistent. The guy's double digit sacks is an interior. He's line. got eleven. <laughs> He's got eleven. You know, what I mean, <laughs> and, and there's times you texted me during the game. Yeah. I mean, there's times he just takes Wyatt Teller who's. All of a sudden, the best guard in the world. People seem to think. Yeah. Just, Again, the, you know, right. the the same the same guy who loves he loves all things everybody else in the AFC North. And his question to me today was, um, "Why did I see Tuit getting pushed around so much yesterday?" I'm like, "Was I watching the same game? Because I kept seeing there was times he was walking dudes back. He was taking Wyatt Teller and, t- and pushing him back into mm-hmm. the quarterback. And Wyatt Teller's apparently this the second coming of John Hanna. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think Teller's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but. Kind of came from nowhere in everyone's favorite guard in the league all of a sudden. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I think the thing that hurts to it is in the public eye is because he's playing next to Cam, and he's so jaw dropping at times. Yeah. You think he should be able to do it every play? Well, Joe Green didn't do it every play either, folks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to he finished dominate the se- he had, offensive line. He finished the season time. with ten tackles for losses, which was third on the team behind uh, T.J. Watt and Williams. Mm-hmm. Finished the season with twenty-five quarterback hits, which was second oh, to Watt. Yeah, and eleven sacks, which was second to Watt. And oh, by the way, was like third in the AFC. Yeah, right, right. One of the only interior linemen with <laughs> over ten. Yeah, Alulu would give me. You know, if you're grading on a curve, he would have a very high grade too. I thought he had a really good year. Yeah, I for did who too. he is. Yeah, I mean, he's not as good as Cam. He's not as good as to it. But you but know. you didn't miss um, not having Hargrave. No, right, right. I mean, that that's a, it was a signing that hurt me. Like I thought, boy, that'd be a great guy to had for, for the next you know for getting eight year, ten year career. I mean, he's yeah. playing well for Philly, but sure they could use him. But they got got they were fine without him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to take another break. Uh, right. to come back with the fantasy football focus. Uh, our SNR coverage of Steelers playoffs is presented by FedEx and Ford. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Here we go, Steelers! 
This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Time for the Fantasy Football Focus here with uh, Matt Williamson and Dale Lolly. And if you started our DraftKings lineup yeah, last how about week. That? Nice work by us. Nice, very nice work. Uh, you scored a whole bunch of points. You probably made some money. Uh, our lineup scored 183.9 points. Uh, I believe somewhere in that range, whatever it was. Uh, but Kirk Cousins uh, with a huge game. Uh, 405 passing yards and three touchdowns. There was a lot of fantasy goodness in that game. In fact, we had... Looking at our lineup, we had the number one quarterback. Is that Cousins was number one? Cousins was number one. Okay. 405 and three touchdowns. Maybe there's some formats where Tom Brady scored a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, that makes sense. So he had 399 and four touchdowns, but he did throw an interception. Right at the top of the list, though. Yeah. Uh, we had Jonathan Taylor in our lineup. He went for 253 <laughs> yeah. and two touchdowns. Dude, he had 100 yards in the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had Wilson um, in the lineup. Yeah. He, he scored twice, so he had 23.8 points. Uh, we bad. had uh, one Antonio Brown in our lineup. He scored 36.8 yeah. points. Yeah, we know Evans was going to get hurt, but yeah. Brown's been coming on. Um, w- w- tore it up. I mean, uh, if you want to look for misses, Irv Smith only had five points. Not so great, yeah. yeah, yeah but it was our Vikings that's stack your, against the you just, you, you, That's the tight end position. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go get Travis Kelsey when you got some of these other guys that we had in our lineup. Yeah, it's going to be really tricky next year figuring out who to pick. And yeah. Who, yeah. And Adam Thielen kind of let us down a little bit. Yeah, Cousins amazing. had all those passing all those points, yards, right. and Irv Smith and, and Thielen weren't involved. Jefferson was heavily involved, and but still, I mean, but he was, didn't catch touchdown. He, he like he had a bunch of catches either, right. and, and some yards, but no touchdown. Yeah, and it was a prime matchup against the Lions, and a lot of points back and forth. But uh, yeah, I mean, so if you listened, you know, give us a tweet, and hopefully you made a couple bucks because that yeah. was a winning lineup. Now the only difference I did is I, I went with this lineup for mm-hmm. I do I do a lineup every week uh, for my preview pick or for my preview on DKPittsburghSports.com, and I made one change. We had Gus Edwards in there. He got yeah. eight points, didn't score, but had a, an okay game. I changed out and put Naheem Hines in there for the same price, okay. and he ended up with 12.7 points because he, he Edwards had an injury, right? Or pre- he was dealing with something, yeah. yeah, and I wasn't sure he was going to play, so I went with uh, Hines instead. He scored 12.7, and I said, said you know, they're going to they're gonna beat the Jaguars. Oh, yeah, right. And I know it's weird to start both Colts running backs. <laughs> It is, but they're very different. But I got 50 points out of the position. <laughs> it's not so bad. Yeah, nice work. Yeah, I, a couple things. I, I assume DFS works the same for playoffs. There's just fewer games to pick from. Fewer right? games, yeah. And, and, those, and Even at that, there's six games to pick from this weekend. We're going to set a lineup again this weekend. Yeah, we'll do something And you could either yeah. do it for just a Saturday lineup mm-hmm. or the whole the whole playoff slate yeah, lineup three games or just a Sunday lineup. Year, yeah. right. so it, that's plenty, plenty to choose from, yes. Yeah, I mean, so we'll we'll do that games, again later in the week. Okay. Maybe somebody will actually will make some money off of our lineups this week. I bet plenty did. Kellen Gursky was sitting right here last week. He was putting a producing our show, and he right? was he was writing it down and then didn't play it. Oh, he didn't. You talked to him. He didn't. I talked to him. Oh, uh, he said, "No, I forgot." Uh, 
got to take our take the money and run. Absolutely. We were having a little conversation. I didn't mean to you know go sideways on you, but some of these rookie running backs that are finally oh. coming on. I mean, in a way, they're heartbreakers because both of us invested heavily from day one. But they're going to be high picks next year. I mean, don't hesitate to take Dobbins, Akers, Swift, Taylor. I mean, those guys are going to go top two rounds for sure. I was I was just telling you earlier. I had on my 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 main fantasy team Josh Allen, mm-hmm. uh, Cooks, Dalvin Cook, I should say, not yeah, Cooks, yeah, yeah. Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. And my other two receivers were Brandon Cooks and a, a, uh, Antonio Brown, and I also had Juju Smith-Schuster. Wow! And you I didn't make, make the, the I didn't make the playoffs because yeah. those rookie running backs you took you all waited season. And like, waited and right, right, right. And now they're just going crazy. They're and going they, crazy. Yeah. Just, I mean, I really think three names you mentioned there, and Hopkins won't be far off. But Dobbins, Taylor, and certainly Cook. They're going to go in the top 15 picks. Yeah. I mean, Taylor might go. In the, and Hopkins might go, too. Yeah, so he's not going to be yeah. far off, either. He's probably a day two or and, round two. And Allen guy. will be, what, the third quarterback taken? Right, right. I mean, <laughs> there's not going to be many ahead of him. I mean, there's no reason. Yeah, I, I heavily would be investing in those those rookie running backs for next year. Yeah, I mean, it's very dis- – I wish, a, you know, this is a non-protection league. Mm-hmm. I would have a heck of a decision. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think that's a trend, though. Like, did we learn a lesson for next year's rookie running back class? No, because I think it was. I think, I think it was. It was ti- I think it was tied into the lack of preseason. I do too. I just think it's because it wasn't one of them. It was all of them, yeah. and they all exploded about this time of year. And even like Antonio Gibson, you know, I mean, yeah. he's, you know, he got injured a little bit down the stretch. But I think it's just coaches not trusting them in protection. You I think know, that like, was a huge part think, of it. Yeah, like you like, didn't I because you didn't get to do see, it, son. You, you, know? you don't want to learn that about your running back protecting rivers yeah or Or watching lamar jackson get get his head you know taken (laughs) off because because you know dobbins can't pass block just haven't seen it yet yeah that's the i thought that's where i really miscalculated and it hurt me in fantasy and i guess it did to you too because they i thought receivers would have a harder time adjusting in the rookie year but it was running backs that took the longest without a doubt without a doubt and i think it has to be protection and just trust yeah and i I actually asked chase claypool about that last week um you know i said i think i asked juju too about the the is it easier for for young receivers to come into the league now Mm -hmm. and and immediately step in and play because it must be they spent their entire you know from the time they're 12 going to passing camps and, and, and seven-on-seven on drills and things of that right. nature. And then they go to colleges that are, are implementing the, you know those things. Mm-hmm. And, and Claypool said, yeah, the, you know, the seven-on-seven drills in the camps make the transition to college easier for you. You don't take as long to learn that in that situation. And then it, you know, the, the, if you don't have to spend all that time learning in college to, to get up to speed, well, then that, that makes life easier for you then. Yeah, right, program. right, right. It's like taking AP classes before you get to college. Type so of thing. Uh, makes sense. Yeah, I also think there's more college principles spread, and you know these guys. The NFL is catering more to college than they used to. It used to be come learn the NFL way. You know, I think yeah. coaches. are But getting it used smarter. to take. A, I mean, receivers. There was a hard fast rule: three years. Yeah, right, right. You know, there third was third year breakout. The third year break. Who's the third year breakout guy? That's yeah. not. You don't you see do. that anymore. Right. I mean, a Corey Davis is very odd. Yeah. You know, that doesn't. That str- you know doesn't struggle, but doesn't take takes a little while, and then has a big year. Like that doesn't happen if you don't do it in year one or two, they move on from you. Right? There's yeah. So many You've, coming in the league now too. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of competition there. Uh, but looking at this week's uh, top performers uh, again, Cousins uh, four hundred five and three touchdown passes. 
Uh, he will not be in the playoffs. But Tom no. Brady will. Uh, he had 390. He was 26 of 41 for 399 and four touchdown passes against Atlanta. It's Atlanta. Yeah. Right. Atlanta's not in the playoffs. So He does carve up bad defenses. Here's one thing that, that, to take note of for fantasy play this weekend if you're going to do any DFS stuff. The other than the Steelers in the AFC, yeah. the best defenses in the playoffs are all over in the NFC. No, you're 100% right. So no, if I mean, you're looking for guys to start, tend to lean towards, you know, for fantasy purposes, lean towards those AFC games. Right. Tennessee's a bad defense. <laughs> Awful. Cleveland's, Cleveland's a bad, a bad defense. defense. Indy has some good rankings, but it's all from the first half of the year when they played garbage. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they're a bad defense. But they're not a good they're one. They're not a good defense. Yeah. The Ravens are okay. Um, the Bills aren't necessarily good. They're playing a little bit better. Kansas City's, well, they're off this weekend, but they're not they're, very they're good. They're not very good, right. No, they have 32 right. sacks this year. After They had 45 last year. Wow. It's a big difference. I mean, I know that you can't take a lot away from yesterday, but their defense was really bad yesterday. You know, I mean, they have holes on that team is all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not positive that the Bills aren't the best team in the league. They might be. Yeah, I mean, and at least they're playing, they're playing really well right now. right now. I yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Washington, New Orleans, Tampa yeah. Bay – uh, you, you, you look at those those Seattle's defense. Even okay. Yeah, Seattle's gotten better. The Rams are great. Yeah, the yeah. Rams are, are fantastic. Yeah. So you know if you're if you're looking for guys to start, even Washington, I would stay away from the NFC yeah, games and look, right. and look to the to the AFC. I, I'm not sure there's any fish in the NFC. You know, Green Bay's okay. Seattle's okay. I mean, those guys are better in Tennessee and Cleveland. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah I mean, if, yeah. It, it, so um, that's that's how I would lean towards mm-hmm. the, you know doing no, that. That's smart. Uh, there could be a lot of points scored in the AFC games. The more I think about it, yeah, I think that, I mean? that they're more right. offensive. Uh, Derek Carr, uh, three seventy-one and two touchdowns. Deshaun Watson with a big again that, that Tennessee defense, three sixty-five yeah. and three touchdowns. He what was, a year he had! Yeah, I mean, he's the, the passing leader this year, and nothing around him, and no help, no hope in sight. I think I called that last year. We were talking about who's you who's you put the yeah. we we talked about that, and I said Deshaun Watson's my my guy. Yeah, well, yeah it's a good uh, one. That was a year too late. I mean, or too early. The reality is, his year isn't much different than Allen, Mahomes, and Rodgers. Yeah, he just I mean, has nothing around him. Or if yeah. it had been on the Bills, you know, he, and he we'll talk about that more in the next segment sure. uh, when we talk to start talking a little, a little bit about uh, who got fired and stuff today. Mm, but, uh, yeah, big day. Looking at the running backs, it was Taylor with two fifty three, Henry with two fifty. Two. I mean, I that doesn't happen too yards, often. Right. You run for run for two hundred fifty yards. Usually, you're the only. And you don't. Yeah, yeah, you don't lead the, the league that <laughs> right, week in rushing. Right. Wow. <laughs> it just goes. I mean. Both against AFC South teams. Not to say the AFC South. AFC South defenses soft. are awful. Right, right, right. Awful. Jags are horrible. Houston's really bad. Tennessee, yeah. Um, Dobbins had one sixty uh, and two real. touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. That was only on thirteen carries too. Right. Uh, Nick Chubb against the Steelers, fourteen for one hundred eight, a touchdown, like forty-one minutes yeah. in that game. <laughs> yeah. Ty Montgomery had. <laughs> yeah. At 105 yards on 18 carries. They put up big points without Michael Thomas. When's the Kamara? last time Ty Montgomery probably lined up at running back? I know, right. I mean, he's kind of some Kamara trait, so yeah. give him credit for using him right. Uh, looking at the receiving leaders, you have Marvin Jones with 8 for 180. 180. Uh, Brandon Cooks, 11 for 166. And they both had two touchdowns. Those are monster fantasy days. Yeah. Both those guys are better than people think. Yeah. Like, you can start them every week, especially Cooks. He yeah. had a really good year. And again, Cooks did that against... Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A.J. Brown, uh, 10 for 151 on the touchdown. That's how they they have to. I mean, you got 400 yards of offense out of two players. Out of two players, (laughs) yeah, right. And Corey Davis had like four or five (laughs) drops in that game, too. 
That's a good offense. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Judy with a 5 for 140 and a touchdown. He's going to be a guy that he's uh, going to be. Interesting player because I actually bet the over on his yardage and because he's going to be getting so many targets. And he was under it until that 80-yarder at the end. <laughs> but 92, read, by the way. What's that? It was 92. It was a 92. <laughs> and then they ended up losing after that. But I, I end up reading today, too, that they – I think he was first or second in air yards for the whole season. You know, yeah. And he's – he had some drops, and don't sleep on him. He's yeah. a really good And, again, I, I, you know, we, we talked about it before this season. I think it's really going to be the case next year uh, because those guys are all kind of gelling together. Mm-hmm. Drew Locke could be a, a fantasy. He's way better for fantasy than the real world. Absolutely. And I bet that – although we'll get to it probably next segment – Elway got elevated. Yeah, elevated. Elevated. Basically got kicked out of the GM. <laughs> yeah, back. you're not this guy anymore. Right. So I wonder if Drew will be back or not or how they're going to handle that. But, oh, he's going to be back. But I wonder yeah. if he'll be the guy. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. And then, uh, of course, Antonio Brown, 11 for 138. And he's two touchdowns. good, too. Yeah, starting to gel. Um, mm-hmm. But Mike Evans got hurt in that game. He did. And they're saying it's a, a day-to-day, week-to-week kind of thing. But It's not like a season-ender or anything. Yeah, but, and Godwin had a big game, too, when he was out. Yeah, not uh, not what you want out of that, but certainly uh, the interesting. The situation has been frustrating for Well, it got a little less so this, this right. week. But yeah. It just shows you what, what two of them can do if you take a third out. You know, they're, they're still as good as ever, all three of them. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And uh so we'll do our uh, we'll do our our picks here for our team this week. Yeah, uh, yeah. later in the week. But I could bet we're probably going to tend towards starting some of the uh, AFC yeah, guys. The AFC guys, good call. Yeah, the defenses are drastically different. Tra- drastically. Horrendously different. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just not even close. Wow. So, anyways, he is oh. Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio, where our coverage uh, for the Steelers playoff is presented by FedEx and Ford. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about some of these uh, coaching openings around the league right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Playoffs is presented by FedEx Ford and Matt. Uh, it's a Black Monday um, yeah. around the league, and uh, we, know, rolling. we knew there were going to be some openings. Uh, there's been some uh, some uh, stuff that's kind of happened here over. Uh, you know, after all, we knew that the the Falcons, the Texans, the Lions, Lions would be looking yeah. for new head coaches. While well, we've seen uh, the Jaguars, Jets, and Chargers throw their hats into the arena there as well, and I'm looking here. I think at, that's it. Mm, there's usually one more that yeah. after the fact that you know something happens and Zach Taylor got the stamp of approval. He's going to be back. Supposedly the Eagles did, but I know that Peterson's supposed to be me- me- uh, meeting with ownership tomorrow. I doubt that's to fire him, but I don't know if anyone else. Sometimes those go south. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it's not a guarantee. Yeah, it, it's it is not. Um, but as we sit here right now, so which one of these jobs is the most attractive okay. to you? I'm going to read off what the uh, what these jobs, uh, how much cap space they have, the draft picks that they have. Mm, okay. And you yeah, tell- the draft picks set too. Yeah. So it was starting from the bottom here, the Falcons job. 
That's a rough one. Because they have the least amount of cap. I'm going to go by cap space. Oh, okay. So they are uh, – this is all estimates on, on the on the cap stuff, but they're $24 million over the cap. Over. Over the cap. Yeah. Is that at 175 I imagine? Or one, whatever it is, 178 yeah. whatever. It's going to be higher than that, but regardless. Yeah, right, right, right. They but don't still, have a lot of cap space. They don't have much. And, uh, and, folks, they're not going to get cap relief by trading Julio or Ryan. They're, they're, those are that doesn't Yeah, that yeah, doesn't help problems. you. Um, so they get a first-round pick. It's a fourth overall pick. Which is appealing. They get uh, the fourth pick in the second round, and they've got the fourth pick in the third round, and they have uh, three picks in rounds four through seven. Okay. But I no mean, cap space. Which I think they're interesting. Like – they were four and twelve this year, but they played better than a four and twelve team. And this is two years in a row that they've lost close games. They just don't like, win, job. right? Yeah. And the Chargers have some of that, obviously. Would yeah. you give Raheem Morris that job? See, that's kind of where I was going with this. He's going to actually interview. The other interims are not. Yesterday aside, the defense played pretty well, and I fear like. If you run it back with Ryan and Julio and that whole group, and you might as well give Morris a year and see what happens as opposed to blowing it up. But then you might get old and be picking at the top of the draft again. And should you take a quarterback no matter what at four? If there's, you know, if it's Lance or, you know, Wilson or whatever. Does that help guys. you? That doesn't help you win this year. And then that doesn't or next year, I should yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't help your immediate goal. I mean, Drew Brees will probably be gone out of division. Brady's not going to be there much longer, too. It's Carolina's a mess. They're a mess, right. Yeah. Um, you could win that division next year. I mean, I don't think that's crazy talk. I, that's low on my list, though, of ones I would want. I mean, how would you handle the draft pick? I mean, I don't know that you could turn away from a franchise quarterback. I don't know that you can, uh, but... I, I mean, I would be open to trading out of that spot if somebody mm-hmm. else wanted to slide up because I need defensive help. If there was a, if there's no Chase Young in this draft. Right. But if you had one of those type of guys, that would be ideal. But like if I could move back, you know, four or five spots mm-hmm. and pick up an extra second round pick. Now I can get three defensive guys who can come in and give me help right away. Or yeah. I can maybe draft an offensive lineman and two defensive guys right, that, right, right. that make me better. That's not bad. Or, I mean, with, with that one, maybe I'd even consider like, hey, I'll move down to 18 and give me your first next year. Because yeah. I might need to move up to go get a right. quarterback and, next year. And that gives you, know you the mean? ammo to do that. Right. Yeah. And run it back, but I have some cards in my hand that I can make moves next year. Yeah. It, that one's tricky. This one's even trickier. Okay. Houston. Very much so. $15.9 over the cap next year. No first-round pick. All right. That goes to Miami. No second-round pick. Right. They've got a third-round pick, and they've got five picks through rounds four through seven. But you have Deshaun Watson. Yeah. With all respect to Herbert and Lawrence and quarterbacks we'll talk about in this conversation, give me Watson. Yeah. You know, because I know, I know what he is. is. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and I know he's great. And so fantastic. If I'm taking, well, I think ownership should say, I want to win the Super Bowl or be a big time contender in 2022. We're going we're gonna to struggle for a year. We don't really have a lot of. You got to clean up your caps. Problems. Let's clean some things up. You know, maybe we'll trade JJ for a third round pick, and you know, do some house cleaning. Sorry, Deshaun, it's going to be a tough year, but you're going to be real happy about it two years from now because they're they don't have much to do anything right now. The problem is you're bringing in a new coach, mm-hmm. and his defense stinks. He's just awful. Yeah, I mean, they almost have to bring in a defensive guy. I would think uh, because. 
It's just it's they just do. Yeah. It's it's they're, they're Bill O'Brien hamstrung this franchise badly, badly. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. They really have one good thing going for them. Yeah. It's a great thing to have. It's a yeah. I mean, it's, the, best you, thing to have. it's the the toughest thing to find is a franchise quarterback. You mm-hmm. got your franchise quarterback, but everything else around him is a train wreck. Yeah, and you don't have many resources to get draft picks and things yeah. like that. And it's not like somebody's going to you know give you something for David Johnson or no, no, you know, yeah, right. Brandon yeah. Cooks came out and said he just absolutely does not want to be traded again. <laughs> And I'm sure Watts is looking at it and going, I don't want him to be traded. I need somebody I need to throw the ball. Right. Yeah. And I bet if we looked at that team, they probably need eight to ten starters. Yeah. 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 And no, and they have no uh, no cap space and no uh, draft right. picks with which to do it. I feel bad for Watson. I hope his whole career doesn't go that way. But I don't think next year's going to be pretty. No, I don't think so either. Detroit has $10.6 million in cap space. They have the seventh overall pick. They get the seventh pick in round two, the seventh pick in round three. And two picks in the fourth and fifth round, no sixth or seventh. It's not a great job either. The the one thing I, I think a lot of people look at Detroit and go, boy, that's a terrible organization. But they're loyal. Yeah. And, I mean, they probably kept Patricia a year too long. You know, I mean, they, they, they don't go through coaches left and right. They're also looking for a GM. Yeah. Um, they have a big quarterback situation. You almost, I think, in that situation, you have to hire the GM and allow the the GM to help hire the coach. Mm-hmm. And I know they're already talking about well, they want to get the the what's his face from uh, the, the Sala. Yeah, Sala. Yeah, he's from Michigan. I he's guess. from Michigan. That's great. Yeah, Fantastic. Great, great. Does that mean he's a good coach? Because he well, he's from here. Yeah. No, that, you can't. That's not. You can't make your coaching decision based on well, he's from here. That's a cherry on top. Yeah, yeah at most. You're right. Yeah, and that. I don't know. One of the things that. You know, I get it. Um, you know, we, we minority. We need more minority coaches sure. in the NFL. But automatically saying, "Well, Salah and Bienemy should be head coaches." I don't know that that's. I mean, no, they should right. be interviewing for these jobs. There's Absolutely. no doubt about just it. Just like last year. But I don't know that I just say, "Okay, you're you're the best guy. We're going to hand you the job." Um, I don't know that they've got that strong a resume because. Like, what what did Salah's defense do this year when they didn't when he didn't have guys? Studs, yeah, right, when right, he didn't right. have studs. Last year he had last year he had Washington's defense mm-hmm. with with four first round draft picks up front. And oh, they sure. could get Rosa after it. They didn't have that there, this right. year, and their defense wasn't nearly as good. It wasn't nearly as good. I mean, by all accounts, he's a great leader. He's very fiery. He's very smart. And I would want to sit down in the room with him Heck and talk yeah, to him. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they're slam dunks to get jobs though. Um, Bienemy gets all this credit for Kansas City's offense. Well, Andy Reid calls that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make the. He doesn't call the offense. That's Andy right. Reid's job. Yeah, I mean, a guy like Caldwell's been interviewing. He's at least been a head coach, yeah. and he's won a lot right. of games. Right, Marvin Lewis has been a head coach. Right. These guys right, have right. been there and done. You know, absolutely. That to me he's is where, if, if you want to talk about where the 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 disconnect is between minority coaches, coaching hires, and everything else, you often see, um, like Todd Bowles, for example. Mm-hmm. Todd Bowles should be getting interviews. Sure, because he's done it too. He's done right, it as right, well. Right. But that's where be that's where the second time around, like the the, the the minority head coaches don't get the second time, the, the second chance as often. Might be right about that. I mean, yeah. and so I would talk to some of those. They, they've at least done this. You're not mm-hmm. bringing in a, a new a guy who's never been a head coach before, and saying, "Okay, learn on the job." Right. And you know, when it doesn't work out after two years, well, sorry, and then you don't get another head coaching chance. Back to the Lions, though. Yeah. The big question, and I don't care who the coach or GM is, but I think they have to have this answer when the second they're hired. 
Are we in with Matthew or are we trading? Absolutely, Matthew? and that yeah. would be the first question. Hey, what do? How what's do you rebuild? Yeah, what's your plan for quarterback? Because this is what we've got. Mm-hmm. Is he a guy that you can win with? Or do you want to trade him for? I think you get a first round pick for Stafford. I don't think it's a Wentz situation where he has to go. You know, the Niners or the Colts. I think would give you a lot for a guy like that. I think you don't have enough pieces in place to win the next two years. So to me. I'm looking elsewhere for my quarterback and probably dealing Stafford if the price is right. If I know I have, you know, somebody on the hook, if I can get a first round pick from the Colts or Niners, I think you go with Trey Lance or Darnold or both or something like here's that. Here's the here's the problem they have a with lot of holes. Here's the problem with trading him though. You're gonna lose Galloway. Um, or, he's yeah. got a nine point five million salary next year. Which doesn't that's not bad. No, I would say he's feasible. But he's got a ten million dollar roster bonus mm-hmm. that you're gonna have to pick up. So he's really gonna cost you nineteen and a half million, which again in the grand it's scheme bargain, of things right. is, is not awful. No. Um, and but he's tradable. Some of these quarterbacks aren't. The roster bonus is due on in March. Uh, um, it's due the fifth day of the league year, okay. which means it'll be due in March. So if you're the Lions, you're going to have to pick that up. But they're going to trade him before the draft or not at all. But I you probably think. won't do that before the new league year starts. You're probably, I mean, that, so there's some urgency there. Like, are you going to want to pick up a $10 million option on this guy, which is going to go against your cap? Yeah, it's right off your. And, uh, and he's not on your roster. That's that's tough. That then, is then tough. Then you then you I better be getting a first round draft pick for him. Right, right, right. I mean, that's the thing with with the Wentz deal. I believe it's Wentz. Yeah, it's Wentz. He has a roster bonus due on the third day of training camp. Which is a lot different. A lot different. So if you trade for him, the team who trades for him then has to has to pick up that that. they pay. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's a a big difference. It's a big difference. I mean, we're talking about ten million bucks. Um, I I could be persuaded also to keep Stafford because I think he's quite good. The problem is, you get the seventh pick in the first round. Are you going to be able to get a quarterback? Because you don't have one on the roster, and you have too many holes to trade up to three or yeah. whatever. Too. I mean, because then you got to go. Si- then you got to go sign one. Then you're going to okay. Now we're going to, you know, bridge with Teddy Bridgewater here again, mm-hmm. or something like that. And yeah. that's the Winston's of the world. Or yeah, something like that's that. no good. You're that's, gonna you're, you're gonna, gonna pay up. the same money you would have been paying Stafford. And you're gonna pick the top five again next year. Yeah, yeah. That's a problem. That's a tough one because there's not much out. Like I mentioned, Kenny Galladay's probably going to leave. Like there's a lot of things you need. Yeah. Uh, that might be my last job of all these, actually, the more I think about it. Uh, the Chargers have $30 million in cap space. They've got the 13th pick in the first round, the 13th pick of the second round, the third round, the same. And they've got five picks in rounds four through seven. I think it's an awesome job. They've got a quarterback right there. Yeah. Their problem is, is they're the number two team in their city. And in their division. Yeah. yeah and will be probably for a little while. But seven teams go every year. I mean... Get Derwin James back. And get Derwin James back. You got your quarterback in place. You got Bosa. You get you, you got, got pieces. Yeah. yeah, you got guys. I mean, you won the last four games in a row. See uh, that to me, if I'm the Chargers, I'm looking at I, I, hey Marvin Lewis. What are you doing? Uh, we need to we need to learn how to win. No, someone's one game. We need to have to rebuild. Yeah. you know Jim Caldwell. What do you you know? Yeah, that's not a bad call for a team like that. I don't need the young up and comer who's. Yeah, we don't need somebody making showing Taylor you know, type. You know, we need somebody that knows how this works. Mm-hmm. We got some pieces in place here. Give we got some cap space. Get us to the playoffs. Yeah, and bring this quarterback along. Right, we got a lot of horses. We're gonna. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess they might lose like a Hunter Henry, but yeah, that's doable. You know, you've got a good draft pick. That's a good job. I think it's a really good job because I mean, I think Herbert's awesome. Yeah, uh, the Jets have seventy-three million in cap space. They've got two first-round picks. They got their pick in the uh, Seahawks pick. They've got a second. Mm-hmm. They've got two thirds. 
and five in rounds four through seven. Wow, they got a lot of draft capital. A lot of draft capital, a lot of cap space. I think they're picking third, right? Isn't that what you said? uh, No, they're picking two. They're picking two, They're picking two. So, again, this comes down to do you love Darnold or would you rather have Fields or Wilson, you know? And I think you'd lean towards the rookie just for money reasons to start over. Um, Joe Douglas is going to be the GM, though. I mean, he's going to pick the guy. And they have a couple things in place. Like, I think people laughed early. Like, no, no one's going to want the Jets job. Like, I don't think they're a laughing stock. They're just – they have resources to build. I mean, they got a little better as the season went on. They're not going to be good next year. Right. But see, yeah, losing uh, out on Lawrence Hurts. It does I, – I think I run it back again with Darnold. I, I thought dra- about that, too. I draft – I, draft, I go for the offensive lineman with the second pick if you can't move out of that spot. Late last night I put out that exact tweet that – this was my prediction for the draft. Now you're set at both tackle spots. That's what Douglas is all about, too. He loves the big men. Yeah. Like You've got, have, you could pick. you got two first-round picks. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in, in a second, it's, it's early. In the, so, essentially, you got three first-round picks. you got two third-round picks. Like, you could really rebuild this thing and a bunch of cap space. I know. Yeah, the tweet I sent out last night is, I think, Jags go Lawrence. Douglas watches this Sewell dude from Oregon and says, I can have... Pace and Baselli for 10 years as my tackles. Yeah. But Becton's a star. And give Sam a, a friendly deal for three years and get him a get him a true is. number one running back. Get him a you right. know a, get him a quarterback yeah. guru type dude. And let's see what we can do here and dominate in the trenches. I think that might happen. And then that third pick is uh somebody that has a quarterback. I forget who the third pick is off the top of my head. But anyway. And oh Miami with from Houston's pick. Yeah. And then they just say, Come and get it. Give me an RG three deal for the three for your choice of any quarterback not named Lawrence. I could see that happening, but who knows? I'm yeah. spitballing. Uh and then Jacksonville has eighty one million dollars in cap space. I think it's a great job. Two first round picks, the f- number one overall and the Rams pick. Mm-hmm. Two seconds, uh the number one uh, the first pick of the second round and the Vikings pick at 47, which is Yeah, right. That's midway nice through the fr- and then uh, one third, which is the first pick in the third round. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get five quality players in the draft, presumably yeah. if you do it right. And, and a couple early ones last year. And they got seven picks in rounds 4 through 7. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. And you're going to get Lawrence but you have to change the culture. You have to change the culture. Yeah. Like a lot of people talk about Urban Meyer going there. Which that I doesn't guess, change the culture for me, though. I guess that's what he's good at, though. At least at the college level. At the college, college level is much like it's just way different than way the NFL. Different. They're such a young team, but that division's stinks. Not so great. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, are Tennessee or the Colts built for the long haul? The problem is, does anybody want to go to Jacksonville as a free agent? You have some of that pirate. They have to overpay to get guys there, and then you get stuck with those contracts because those guys aren't. And I'm not overpaying to do that. Yeah. I'm not getting the the eight-year veteran and paying him 10% more. You're paying Andrew Norwell a gajillion dollars to be Andrew Norwell. Maybe the Lawrence situation changes that next offseason. Like if he comes in like Herbert and looks awesome and – Oh, I want to go play there and get on the ground floor with this dude, but this off season is going to be tough. Yeah, I think it's a great job though, just because you're dealing me a lot of nice cards that I can deal with and I can build it my way. You know, the, we can take this any. You direction. almost need a, what they had with when they had Tom Coughlin, who was a guy who came in no nonsense guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's you know, I'm talking about when he first took over. And yeah, not gonna, the old. Yeah, version, not right. not the the second version of him. Right, right, right. But the guy who is looking to establish himself, establish a presence, establish, okay, here's what we're going to do. 
we're gonna uh, you know we're gonna I'm gonna go f- scout the heck out of the Titans and the Colts and we're gonna build ourselves to beat them mm-hmm. and because uh, I don't know what Jacksonville's Maybe Lawrence changes all that. Maybe, but yeah, like Burrow with the Bengals. You know what I mean? Similar to me, but I don't know that Burrow has necessarily changed anything with the Bengals, though. I know. I mean, that's what I mean. I kind yeah. of using that as a might be, but there's some massive obstacles to overcome. Those I mean, guys, talent around. Yeah, the, that's the problem. Is you know, then you end up with Carson Wentz, and he goes, "I'm tired of losing here. I went out, I'm getting beat up." Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, you got to hit on the draft picks. Have to. And you have to have build to. immediate optimism. And I think Lawrence is amazing. But it's not going to be an easy go. I mean, Luck and Manning and a lot of these guys, Aikman, they came in a league and struggled. I think, I think <laughs> you, you, you have to hit a home run with the coaching hire here. Yeah. And I don't know I that, I don't know that Urban Meyer. Though. I don't know that Urban Meyer. The college guys never work out in the NFL, ever. Yeah. I mean, it's just... And by all accounts, he's a massive leader, recruiter. Great. Nick Saban was, guy. too. Right, right. And how'd that work out? Yeah. You know, in two years, he's, he's like, I can't do this anymore. These guys don't listen to me like the, the college guys well, do. Well, that's the thing. You can't, you know, I'm going to take your scholarship from you. I'm going to bench you, and you're not going to be a pro. Like, you can't okay. motivate with fear. I'm still getting paid, way. yeah. Right, right. I mean, I'm still taking home millions of bucks. And, and you, well, the, the biggest thing too is you can't recruit ten five star guys. Right, that's you know, the you're thing. You're gonna play with the yeah. same playing field as everybody else, you know. And you get Lawrence, great, but I can't just go out recruit Ole Miss and and take yeah. everyone I want out of Mississippi and Arkansas and you know beat everyone in the SEC. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, if I were ranking those jobs, I think that I think the Chargers job would be number I think one. Could be my one. Um, I, I think to me, I guess I'd go Jags too, but. I might go Jets too, maybe. Maybe Jags. I think it mm-hmm. similar. They both need a lot. They both need a lot, um, but there's no longer New England there to worry about. No, you the Bills know. are scary. Though. The Bills are a little scary, but yeah. can they can they sustain that? I bet they will. Um, Miami could turn into something. Yeah, but Tua needs to hit. But they're going to be a much better roster. Yeah, I'm not sold year. on Tua at all. I'm not either. Yeah, at all. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think those two jobs would be after that. And then maybe... And they're similar. Jets and Jags are young quarterback, no expectations. If I can get this team to 6-10 and 10 next year, that's progress, you know. Yeah. And then I'm... You know what? I think the Lions job, to me... Really? Here's why. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be around forever. No. Minnesota... Yeah. Minnesota is what Minnesota is. Uh, Kirk Cousins is just... And, and Chicago is in the same boat that you are. Right, Chicago's got nothing right now. Right, right. So I'm looking at that, going, okay, if if we do this right, if I go in and do this right, two years from now, two years from now, even with Stafford, mm-hmm. because I might have the best. You know, let's say Rogers starts. You know, he's 37. He's in the same boat that sure they just drafted a quarterback the first round. Yeah, I mean he's MVP, but he's still he's not going to play till he's 42. I, you know, we might be able to turn this around in two years. That's kind of what I thought with the Panthers last year. Like when we had this conversation one year ago, and they still might be, but like you look at the South. I bet the Panthers are the best team in the South in 2022. Brady's gone, Ryan's gone, Breeze yeah. is gone. There's three old teams in that division, and the North's kind of that way too. I mean, in terms of quarterbacks, like Steelers division has some young guys that are going to be around a long time to deal with. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, and yeah, a lot of divisions are. But you look at like the South; they got three old men that might all fall apart next year or not be bad. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, right. I mean, the Panthers might win the division next year. And, they're and not I think, very good. you know, the Saints are $100 million over the cap. Yeah, you know? right, right. Exactly. I mean, so. so, 
and the Falcons won four games. Yeah. So, anyways, that's interesting. We'll see it how is. those uh, how these things play out. But obviously, uh, it's, it's uh, going to be a hot uh, topic here over the next mm-hmm. uh, over the next a lot couple of weeks. Interviews here. and stuff yeah. like that coming up this week too. Um, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio, and our Steelers playoff coverage is presented by FedEx and Ford. Uh, we'll be back to finish up the show right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Our SNR coverage of the Steelers playoffs is presented by FedEx and Ford. And uh, Matt, uh, the last time the Cleveland Browns were in the playoffs was yes. 2002. You had not been yet hired by the Cleveland Browns. I had not been. Many moons ago. <laughs> uh, they, of course, lost to the Steelers in the playoffs that year. I kind of have a funny story about that. Uh, you've told that one before. Uh, yeah. Baker Mayfield was seven years old. Wow. Um, friends. Still had two seasons left on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Rich Gannon was the MVP of the National Football League that year. As a Raider, right? As a, as a Raider. Yeah. The top movies Holy were smokes. Lord of the Rings, yeah. uh, Star Wars Episode Two. Okay. <laughs> and the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. <laughs> Jeez. The first one. Seems- they've done... What six of those things? Not with all yeah, Tobey Maguire, they, right, but, right, but they, right. it's been rebooted and they've done three movies. Yeah, since <laughs> it's come and gone, and it's new. See, you know, the new group has come into that. Wow. Um, yeah, some other things that happened in two thousand and two. Um, <laughs> let's see here. The uh, the United hurt. States Department of Justice Justice announced it will pursue a criminal investigation of Enron. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let's see here. We've got... Uh, Who's the president then? I probably should know this off the top of my head. George Bush. Yeah, okay. Uh, the We had the uh, Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City, Utah. That's a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Space Ooh. Shuttle Columbia flies the Hubble spacecraft, Space Telescope uh, service mission. It's last before uh, its disastrous uh, STS-107. Um, the U.S. invaded Afghanistan that year. Holy smokes, yeah. Um, let's see. We had... I mean, there has to be five players in the league that year that are still active, including Ben. No, he wasn't active yet. He was still yeah, in college. Yeah, right. I he guess was so. 2002. Well, I guess it was like he was Brady, and that's about it. Brady might be it, yeah. He might be the only, maybe there's a kicker or something <laughs> floating around still. Wow. Um, 14-year-old Elizabeth Smart is kidnapped from her bedroom in Salt Lake City, Utah. She's rescued nine months later. Um, I vaguely remember Now that, she's like right. 40. <laughs> yeah, right. She has five kids and yeah, yeah. grandma or something, right? Um, That's crazy. I mean, there's just uh, the sniper, the, belt, the Beltway sniper, if you remember that. That was a that was a thing back then. It's a guy, somebody riding in his trunk and shooting people at gas stations in oh, the, belt, man. the Washington Beltway. Uh, the U- Congress of the United States passed a joint resolution authorizing the uh, president to use the United States Armed Forces as he deems necessary and appropriate against Iraq. Wow. 
<laughs> this is a long. I mean, this is a long time not to go to the playoffs. And Browns fans deserve better. I mean, they're a good fan base. The world's better when they're in it. I'm sure you're going to find some more things that are mind blowing. Was the what was the, the the thoughts like with you guys that were covering the team about the Browns? Was it, this is an up-and-coming team that we should be fearful of? Or? In 2002, yeah, because they were in their, what, fourth year back? In yeah. 99, 2000, yeah. It looked like they were maybe building a little something mm-hmm. there. Um, I would imagine that was the thought. Tim Couch got hurt, he, so he didn't play in that playoff game. It was, was Kelly Anderson? It was Kelly Holcomb. Oh, right. Okay, I remember that. Right. Um but then they lost that game. I mean, they were beating the Steelers. Tom Tom Reed did a great profile of that game on our site and talked to a bunch of different people from both sides of the of the, yeah. the game. Um, and, and you know, Mike Logan had a big interception in that game that kind of turned the tide. He also ripped his knee up on the play. Oh, really? Um, but uh, yeah, and, and then the, I mean, the Browns were winning that game. Oh, trust handily. me, everyone that was in the Browns building that I was there two years later thought that they should absolutely have won that game and yeah. Dennis Northcutt was not a popular fellow. Like, he had a huge drop or I <laughs> had a huge drop. Right. I mean if they convert that third down uh and he was wide open I remember I remember the play like it was right around midfield on the Brown sideline. He goes up, he had to jump a little bit to catch the ball, but he had it in his hands and mm-hmm. dropped it. I mean the the Browns folks think that would have been the game. Yeah. I, I don't remember the, the specifics uh, of that, that would have been that was the Antoine Randall had a punt return touchdown in the game. Uh, the Steelers scored late on a, a Chris Fuamatu Malafala scores, and then they get the two point conversion after that. To, to get, I mean, wow. just crazy turn of events. It, I mean, they were down. It was it was over. It was done. Um, it was like people going home time, right? Yeah. I mean, that was yeah. Oh, a lot of people left at halftime. Yeah, right. Like this is a blowout. Yeah, and, and uh, Tom actually talked to some fans who had left that game at halftime because, um, you know, it just wasn't. No hope. Yeah, there was just no hope. Uh, you know. The, the so two, they look like an upstart organization at that point. They did. They led that game. And it, had, it was 17-7 at the half. They took a 24-7 lead on a Dennis Northcutt touchdown okay. uh, early in the third quarter. Uh, I'm trying to think who was all on that team. It was like Northcutt and Kevin Johnson. and I mean, they, they, William Green was the running back. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean they were Kirby up. Brown and, Andre Davis, uh, again, yeah, with 10-17 left, uh, it was 33-21 on a, on a Holcomb touchdown pass to Andre Davis. Then the Steelers get a touchdown pass from Maddox to Heinz Ward uh, to make it 33-28. And Malafala scores, uh, Fum- Fumatu Malafala, mm-hmm. I should say, scores with 54 seconds left. I was actually on the field at that I point. That, right. uh, I was in the in that end zone when he scored. Uh, and then they got the, the uh, Jeremy Tooman. Wow. Through the through Michigan. the through the uh, two point conversion pass, uh, or he caught it from uh, Antoine Randall. It was a little, little wow. trick play. Um, Who's the Steelers quarterback in that game? Tommy Maddox. Okay. That's- so Ben came the year two years after that. Yeah, I'm thinking because I was in Cleveland. They outscored him 22 to nine in the fourth quarter. Wow, that's insane. <laughs> wow, but I mean, I'm, I, I don't remember the game obviously all that well. But there's something about learning how to win in the playoffs. It brings us back to this. Brings Brown us back team. to this right. one because this Browns team has none of that to fall back on. They none don't. of it. No, they don't. I mean, there's no. It surprises me they haven't got a center, a middle linebacker that's an eight-year veteran that has two rings. You know what I mean? Yeah. A, a free safety, you know, some kind of leader. Jarvis Landry's their guy that they yeah, – right. he's not – He never won anything in Miami either, <laughs> you know? Crazy. He's been to the playoffs. That doesn't know what it's like to win in the playoffs. No. I know we're right up against it, but here's here's something that's totally unrelated that's going to make you feel really old. Trey Lance is going to be a first-round pick, the yeah. quarterback from North Dakota State. Going to be the first NFL player 
born in the 2000s. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> There's none right now. You know, and he's going to be the youngest guy in this draft. Yeah. It's, 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 it's nuts. Time flies by quickly, and so does this show. Yeah. Uh, so for well, my partner, uh, Matt Williamson, uh, for Jacob here on site, keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lally. Of course, our Steelers uh, Nation Radio coverage of the Steelers playoffs is presented by FedEx and Ford, as I've said numerous times yeah, over the course right. of the show. Yeah, a lot of that. Uh, we will be back all this week bringing you all the playoff coverage here. Maybe we'll talk even more about that game down the road here, uh, but uh, that's going to do it for yeah. the show today. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.